Alright, what's going on everybody? It's time for another great uh, interview. I'm here with a uh, longtime customer of mine, Nahid from The Griddle. Hi, how are you? <laughs> there you go. Um, so, the way we like to start is, I just want to hear the story. How you got here before The Griddle ever existed, right? What were you doing? Why, why are you in this business? And the story of The Griddle, why you founded it and what it's doing. Okay. I, as you know, am an immigrant into this country. Mm -hmm. uh, I came in uh, to Boca in the late 70s, early 80s, and uh, went straight to school at FAU. I'm an owl. And one of the places I used to love going to was this tiny little hole in the wall called the griddle. They had the best pancakes and the best eggs and the best breakfast. So, after I graduated, I went to work for IBM. Kids growing up, middle school, I found out uh, I was a mother first and a career woman later. And I started to look around for different opportunities so I could stay home with the kids during their work, uh, the, during their school time. So, one of my friends told me the griddle may be on sale wasn't on at the was nobody was trying to sell it at that point but we offered them a price and uh -huh. they agreed okay so all of a sudden I'm an, I'm the owner of a restaurant and the only way I've been to a restaurant is to eat in there <laughs> listen if, if that was the qualifications <laughs> of owning a restaurant like I could I'd have a great I'd, I'd own a ton of them what were you doing at IBM I was a leading edge technology person. I was a developer. Okay. And I also had my own little product, and I used to demo uh, IBM products all over the country. Used to go to Fall Comdex and PC Expo and all that. I used to have the greatest time of my life. Yeah. So I had a great time over there, and I'm a people person. Yeah. So I fall into this restaurant. I love to cook. Uh huh. So this was an opportunity for me to try something new. And so at, what year did you buy the griddle? In 1994. Okay. The restaurant had already been around for a long time. It first opened up in 1945 as a luncheonette. What's right. a luncheonette? It's, it's a breakfast and lunch place okay. in those days. Okay. And it used to be open uh, during work hours uh -huh. when all of um, the workers across mm -hmm. the street at City Hall were working. So oh they gosh. used to come to the restaurant for everything. So what happened was I bought this place and I had to learn how to use and work the place. Okay. Now I'm the main chef. I lay the menus. I do everything. Yeah, um, yeah I, you're the owner. I can cook better and faster than all of them put together. Mm -hmm. um, I love to, I still love to cook. Not burnt out yet. Yet, yet. But uh, um, I grew up in an environment with a lot of discipline. I, yeah. was a, I was a general's daughter. Okay. And I grew up in a convent 
uh, with nuns. Oh my God. And my mother, if you can believe it, was tougher than the nuns. And you have a lot of <laughs> higher education. I have uh, multiple degrees, yes. Yeah, yeah. I got my first degree in nuclear physics at age 18. <laughs> <laughs> just just a small one, just a small just, little degree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have multiple degrees. I have a degree from Cambridge uh, yeah. in masters in English literature. Okay. That's another one. So, uh, I came from a very highly disciplined environment. Yeah. Falling into a restaurant environment which is the most <laughs> undisciplined I have ever met or could imagine. Even IBM was extremely disciplined. Really? So I yeah, a lot of processes very good in a lot, that yeah. Environment. Yeah. So what's the hardest part about this business for you? Uh, finding the right employees okay. to match what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. That is the toughest. That's the toughest spot. So, and other than, because that's obviously, you know, the number one pain point a lot of business owners have. What's, other than employees, what would you say is another pain point, the, the second biggest pain point that you have in the business? Um... Really, it is matching and trying to keep up with the economic challenges okay. that a small business has, yep. that a larger business doesn't yeah. because they have uh, deeper pockets okay. and they have uh, more options to go with, Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I'm me, me, and mine. So, so what are some things, what are some little things that you've done to kind of to overcome that I'm one of those people who likes to uh, not just have something and do something good mm -hmm. but try to excel it and make it the best okay uh, also being a forecaster from IBM and learning how to do leading-edge stuff I look at markets and I try to gear stuff in what it's going to be like in a year or two. Okay, so, you, so, so gauge, you're really into forecasting. Yeah. You're like so trying to try anticipate to trends. I try. So what tools do you use to use to do that? Um, the internet. Okay. I talk to a lot of people. Okay, so you're using, you're uh, almost using your customer base like an incubator yes. system. I read menus all the time. Yeah? I'm always, every time, like I was in Philadelphia, I went to two or three different diners. I went into a little place in the Amish country. Okay. I I got all kinds of pamphlets. So everywhere I go, I'm looking. So you're to using get data. your tools of observation. That's Everything. that's what you're focused in on, right? Absolutely. To to keep your business relevant, vibrant, growing. Absolutely. Right? Um, picking up new customers, things like that. You're out there just being observant of other people in similar industry and, or even in this industry. And also not forgetting what mm -hmm. my niche is. Ah. I should never ever get out of that niche mm -hmm. because then I will be in deep water trying to figure out how deep it is. Yeah, because then you turn into octopus woman mm -hmm. and you're going a hundred thousand different directions and not, and not servicing what, because people come here, right, for a certain reasons. Yeah. And keeping that reason top of mind and then attracting more people for the reason Absolutely. Is, is what it's all about. And you that's are, hard because sometimes like people feel that's, you know, when you stick to the same thing and it's the same thing and the same thing and the same thing, that can get really monotonous. It can get really, you know, mundane, things like yes. that. How do, you, how do you stay excited about it? I stay out of the rut. Give me, a, give me an example. Talk rut. to me more about that. 
if uh, if I have a menu that mm -hmm. I just built like mm -hmm. a few months ago, this is a menu that I got at the beginning of the year. Uh -huh. I'm already working on a new one. Really? Because you're going to test, measure. I'm already looking at, okay, this is an easy way for me to add on this item to the menu and get rid of the other item that is no longer selling. Yeah. It was selling two years ago. It's not selling anymore. Yeah. So I'll keep that on the menu, but I'll have that as a special on the board. So, so your menu, you concentrate a lot on your menu, just because that's obviously where people are ordering, people doing things, but you're just being observant. Yeah. Um, I also found hmm. out that coupons, everybody's into coupon mode, Yeah. in specials mode. Right. Coupons don't really work that well for me. Yep. So it doesn't draw the public I need to draw. Mm -hmm. so, in the, uh, so what I end up doing is specials mm -hmm. that are so low cost that it draws the people in. And it keeps your And if one person comes excited. in for that special, he'll be bringing or she will be bringing three or four people in. Yeah, yeah. Who may not want people, that, they want something else. People of the same feather flock together, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, that's, right. that's it, that's it. So that's how it works. Plus, I'm always open to new ideas. I have Uber now. Okay. I do all my deliveries through Uber, yeah. which is a great help. Right. Because it opens a lot of people to coming here to eat too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Uber drivers have started to eat here. <laughs> I never then, really thought about that. They not only come to right? get the food, they, they come deliver and, and they smell it when they come in. And they so go, they go, "Ooh, I gotta come here and right? have that." Well, yeah. I mean, and you know, um, breakfast in particular is a is a convenience meal. That's right. Right. Yeah. So if you can make it more it's convenient, also very comfort. Oh. So my wife and I, I'm not kidding you, right? <laughs> could could story about breakfast. Yeah. Um, we got we got married in the courthouse in the morning and like went to IHOP <laughs> I'm not getting you you know it sounds bad we went to the Philippines we did it right but like our initial one we just went to IHOP because like that was our favorite place to go like the server was good we know we like we order like the same thing every time breakfast is 100% uh, and that was in Fort Lauderdale Right. It's comfort, you yeah. know. I like to make this the friendliest place in town. Yeah. Uh, one of the newspapers called us to Cheers of Boca. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can walk in here and you greet a lot of your customers. Everybody knows my name. You know? Yeah. So, everybody knows our name. All right. So what's something, you bought this thing, you know, coming not knowing anything about the restaurant business. Right. What's something you used to worry about in the beginning going, oh my gosh, I have to really concentrate on this that now in your experience goes, I can't even believe I worried about that. Well, I was more worried about how busy or how not busy I was going to be on a daily basis. Uh -huh. I don't worry about that anymore. You don't have to, you know, one day you'll be slow, another day you'll be busy, another uh. day it balances out. So you've learned to handle the ups and downs. Yeah, I've learned to handle, not to take every little ripple, yeah. but to handle which direction something is going. Have you noticed that your patience has increased? Like you, when you first started, you've been able to be more patient? Because, you know, if you implement a new menu, rather than wanting to be wildly successful immediately, you're willing to wait it out and watch the trends. My patience has not in <laughs> decreased. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I have learned to accept a lot more. Okay, I get it. Which I Which means that, that um, I, you know, with the discipline I got from my mom and from everybody else. Yeah. But especially at IBM. Yeah. IBM taught me a lot. I also learned being in management school. They call it a frontal lobotomy then, <laughs> because they used to take you out to. For three or four weeks as new managers, yeah. they taught you how to manage people. Okay. 
And one of the things they taught you is how to deal with everybody on a personal basis. Not everybody is the same. Not everybody is going to. Nobody's going to do things the way you want it done. Yeah. So what it, your job is to get the thing done based on what their way of doing it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you more accepting. More accepting. Mm-hmm. More open to ideas. More able to take a lemon and turn it to lemonade, basically. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody that is looking, like, people open restaurants all the time, right? You know that. I mean, there's competition everywhere. And this is one of the most, you know, but people in general open up a lot of different businesses. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that's opening up a business, maybe some do's or some don'ts? Like, okay. For me, the way I did uh-huh. was I did not want to start something from scratch. Mm-hmm. What Why? I did, Why? because I wanted to have a customer base and build off of that. Okay. When you have a very good customer base, what you do is, and I did that, and it worked perfectly. I have owned this business since 9495, oh which is 23, 24 mm-hmm. years. So I must be doing something to keep it still going. That's why I'm here interviewing you. There we go. <laughs> so what I tell everybody is take something with a base. Mm-hmm and build off of it. Yeah, and, and put like your twist on it. It's like finding an anchor mm-hmm. and then going out and branching and doing your thing. Rather than a startup trying to figure everything exactly. out, trying to build a customer base, because it costs, well, so so you basically said, I'll invest in already getting a customer base versus trying to, trying to invest in building a customer base. Because the way I'm trying might be totally different. Yeah. Than what it should be. What my idea was of know. how I was going to build it was yeah. totally wrong. <laughs> so I was really glad. What did you envision? What did you envision? I this envisioned like? me going out there, coming up with all these fancy new things, and everybody flocking to me. Right. Like, like all I of a was sudden. some kind of uh, you know one a of guru. These. Yeah. Right. No. Wrong. <laughs> so so any new person that thinks that they're going to all of a sudden be like the magician. Like, throw that out of your head. Because it, it really is... Come a, down to ground level. Reality. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's... I, I watch it all the time. People come in. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I, so, like, I use I use my story a little bit. Because people ask me, David, how did you... Like, you bought the first one, and now I'm on my fourth franchise. I own, you know, a good amount of territory, things like that. Like, how'd you do it? I was, like, I was really naive. Like, I, I went in, I knew I had some talent, I, I knew I could do something, but I just went in and kind of figured it out, but I, I knew I just had to work hard because I just put all our savings on the line, and right. that was it, right. right? But a lot of people, they don't they don't make that connection where it's like, hey, you put up all this money, and all of a sudden, like, now people are just going to start coming to you because they you think you're awesome. Like, that doesn't work. No. That doesn't work. No, 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 no. They've got to come back to reality and figure out how things work best. The best way for me, and even if I started another business, would be doing the same thing. Yeah. Getting some, somebody's already done the basic work. Yeah. Just build on it. Make it yours. So what's the most fun part for you? What, seriously, what's the most fun part of this business for you? People. How so? Give me some examples. I love everybody that comes in here. I look forward to seeing them, meeting with them, greeting them. Some of them got to irritate you, though. You get like seriously, there's nobody you that goes get, without complaints. You get, you get upset with people. Mm-hmm. 
but there has never ever been anybody that I could say I hate that person yeah because that's not in my MO yeah I'm a people person yeah so uh, if I have somebody that is not doing the right thing mm-hmm. I will just walk out with them and say please take your business elsewhere <laughs> You don't really mind doing that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I do it with a smile on my face. Yeah. I do not allow bad language. I have paddles on the wall that <laughs> I have used on people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. This is a family restaurant. We are very polite. I do not allow bad language in here. Yeah. None of the employees, even in the back or the front, ever use bad language. They always say please and may I and can you. Yes. If you raise the bar, I tell everybody, they will try and jump over it. Yeah. If you lower it to a certain extent, they'll try they'll to just go, go under, under it, it, which That's is worse. That's a great worse. piece of advice. Yeah. That's a great piece of advice. So, and and you know what? It, it works because you're a, you know, you, you run one of those businesses. So, and, and what my mission, right? Like what I'm always about, right? Businesses like yours, I believe firmly, are what communities are. Okay, I think that we've. I think a lot of times people have forgotten what real businesses that help communities do. And any time, like, seriously, any time I can help businesses be better in the community, you know, I, I, whenever you're having, a, when people are having a rough day, right? Like it, it just, and you're one of those businesses, and it's tough to stay above that fray. You come because over, said, we'll like, take dip, care of you. You right? don't have to worry about a thing. Mom had a tough day at work. Dad had a tough day at work. They don't want to cook. Relax. right? relax. We'll take care of you. Hey, it's Saturday no morning. No attitude, no nothing. Let's just go love. hang out. Just love. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people forget that there's owners like you behind those businesses pushing them, I would be driving nowhere them with dimes on the dollar. all the people that are working with me. I yeah. would be nowhere. Yeah. They are what makes this place What type go. of community involvement do you do? I mean, you, you have like... Government officials know, come in here. You do have you all know, kinds of- uh, one of the guys went over and he met with our governor, okay, Rick Scott. Yeah. And he says, where are you from? Oh, I was over there. And he, he says, so there's a little place called uh, The Griddle. And he uh, owns it. And yeah. Rick Scott's been here a few times. Yeah, just saw I've had Chris Christie come and eat yeah. here. Uh, we don't have the pictures and stuff on the wall no. because this is a private place. I don't allow anybody to yeah. do it. I used to have football players that used to come in here, retired. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, And they Boca, used to yeah. sit here. And uh, I have a, a story where one of them, we were super busy. The waitresses were like running all over the place and they noticed that some of the people needed coffee. So the wife got the decaf and the husband got the regular coffee and they were out there coughing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it was their own kitchen. That's amazing. I love it. You don't you don't get that in no. big big chains, things like that. Like that's a local thing. Man. The ladies from the girls and boys club come yeah. in, they say, Well, you know, the kids still remember the hot dog luncheon you gave them for somebody's birthday. Yeah. You know? I do that, but I believe that the left hand should not know what the right hand. But that's doing. an authentic thing from you. That's because that's you're a natural. Authentic. Thing. That's natural thing. Like you yeah. said, it's your mo, yeah. right? So, what would you say to somebody that wants that to be their mo? How do you start to get there? Because um, a, a lot of people would love to have a, you know a good, long-standing business like this, right? 
And I, I believe it's because of that that makes you successful. Not only just the good, you know, good food, good good recipes, things like that, but it's the love that you put behind it. How do you develop that? It's a package deal. Yeah. You know, uh, you've got to have a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Like if you make beef stew and just have beef in it, it's not a beef stew. Okay. <laughs> you've got to put all kinds of vegetables in there, all kinds of spices in there. You've got to have the right mix of things. Yeah. And that's really what you have to look for. When you are trying to put a business together and make it succeed, mm -hmm. you have to look at all different avenues. Everything. Everything. And it has to be, uh, for people to come in, it has to be a happy and a kind place. So what's the next evolution for the griddle? What are you doing now? Something that you're working on, maybe something you need help with. What's the next evolution for the griddle? The next evolution for the griddle is um, to change it around and modernize it a little okay. bit. Okay. Because uh, I have tried to keep it as old-fashioned as possible, mm -hmm. but I think uh, the time of the old-style diners is waning. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there are newer aspects that I need to look at because the newer generations mm -hmm. I notice are going to different types of places than just diners. Yeah. And I used to have tons of people from FAU here. Now I see them at um, like the local Starbucks or whatever. Okay. But I don't really want to be like one of those. So you want places, to find a happy place. I want place. to be a place where yes. Because they look at you as dated, right? Yes. They look at they look at diners as dated. They look at it as an old concept. I need to move From, it. You know, it, it's an age-old thing. I don't want to be like my parents, and then they wind up eventually being just like their parents. So you want to create that more modern thing. I want it to be still have the same feel of a diner, mm -hmm. but in a modern. The values. I'm still. Of the diner. I'm still working out the details on that. All right. Well, so um, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's you know, it's important. I never stop. You never stop evolving. I know you don't. Exactly. I know you don't. That's the word. Oh, that's why I also evolution. Like yeah, you never stop evolving. Evolution. I'm interested to see what you do. I have some ideas, and we'll share them offline. Okay. All right. I'd love that. You got it. Thank you, Nahid. Okay. All right. All right. Done. Done. Oh, good. Not bad, huh? Not bad. Not bad at all. I have had. Uh, I've had to deal with a lot of interviews and stuff. Yeah. This is not. I know. <laughs> you have a charge. Yeah. How did you like the interview back and forth? Good. Yeah. 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 You didn't ask me any tough questions though. I don't, I don't listen. All I'm trying to do is pull out tips and tricks from you. Because what's happened is so where do you go to learn? Where do you go? I don't have any place to Exactly. Learn. Exactly. So I all need I'm doing. a place. All I'm SBA doing. SBA is a piece of garbage. All, so listen, you can literally listen to my podcast in your car. Think about it. We just went 20 minutes. You can listen to your, all mine are between 20 and 30 minutes. And it, all it is, is stories. Just like, how, because what you do, what you're doing the same thing. When you go to Philly and you look at a person's menu, all you're doing is taking what they're doing and trying to and rationalize it to your business. All I'm doing is taking everybody's stories that I've gotten over years. That's the best way. That's what I think. That's what I That's think. That's called a dictionary to help you with, right? That's it. That's it. But what happened was people don't read dictionaries, right? And people 
like you don't get it. If I were to introduce you right now to Ron over at Sub Zero, who I was with earlier today. Sub Zero. Sub Zero ice cream, out in Parkland, Florida. Okay. He's awesome, right? Sub Zero is my refrigerator and yeah. freezer. <laughs> he's with like, Sub Zero oh. ice cream. They do nitrogen ice cream. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know what he's really good at? Marketing his business. How does he do it? Exactly. Right. If I were to introduce the two of you, first off, the, trying to get the two of you together in the same spot is like next to impossible, mm-hmm. right? But if it did happen, you would both learn so much from each other. Because what he does is he takes his catering stuff and he started filming it and just started posting it, posting it, posting it, posting it. I wish I had Now time. he's on the news. Now he's on the news. Every other day he's on the news. I wish I had time to do things like that. Listen. I wish I had somebody who would pick up my website and do something with it. Because I have no time. What do you want to do? I want to work, I want to make it look good. Okay. I tried to hire somebody to do it, and he's such a piece of crap, I want to kill him. Now, who owns your domain name? I do. 